You are welcome to the Niger Filmmaker, a podcast about Nigerian filmmakers, their films, and how we can build a diverse and functional industry. I'm your host, Selegot. On this episode, my guest is Motun Rayo Ojo. She works with health information systems by day and film enthusiasts by night. We talk about Nigerian films in the 20th century, the different waves of Nigerian cinema, and trends in the industry. If you're a new listener, you're welcome and I hope you enjoy. Hi Mo, you're welcome to the Niger Filmmaker. Hi Sele, I'm happy to be here. Okay, um, can you introduce yourself? Okay, so my name is Mo. Um, let me just say I'm a Nollywood enthusiast. My day job is basically doing health information system technology um but in my night time i like to watch a lot of nigerian movies movies in general but i'm very partial to nigerian movies because of you know relatability and mostly relatability right as much as i enjoy watching entertainment from like other countries i enjoy seeing people who look like me talk like me have similar you know socioeconomic issues like me and the more way to represent her, that is in film and trophy. Okay. Alright, so um, this is your enthusiasm for Nollywood. Where has it taken you? I don't know about taking me. I don't think the destination is to be taken somewhere. Mm. At, the, at the root of it is just me liking it a lot and engaging with it. And the engagement in film is not just watching it and also for me, it's talking about it. Yeah. I've had to meet a couple of filmmakers. I don't have a lot of money, but I've had to drop a few couples here and there for some for some movies. I don't know if in the long run if this is something that probably would like to like invest in yeah. or double in. But I really enjoy engaging Nollywood in itself. I mean, I have experiences in life that yeah. are tied to Nollywood. Uh, maybe not using Nollywood like that, but Nigeria filmmaking in, in general. Yeah. Growing up watching Yoruba film watching and then we became the films and instead watching all that and then we had this thing that became only what everybody watch. So I grew up watching it it's my reality and so it was yes being I engage in this thing that is really part of life for me. Yeah. Yes. So I don't know what the destination is like I said. Okay. Yes. But we need still the process. Alright. So yeah let's start from the beginning. Um do you know who introduced you to your first Nollywood film? Can you remember that film? Nobody introduced. I don't think I have a first Nollywood. I have very early memories of going to the cinema. I grew up in Accra and Accra had one cinema then. Uh, it was called the Admin Village Cultural Centre. And not just cinema, people used that for theatre too. So we used to go watch stage play. Yeah. So I used to go with my parents, you know, sometimes on weekends, Sundays especially. Um, a couple of Nigerian Yoruba movies used to show them, mm. go watch it. Um, a couple of Adilo, that's Kule Clarence that. Yeah. Used to go watch that. And then we had Ajile, <laughs> with this epic films that was being shown, you know, it had part one, part two, part three, part four. Those were my earliest memories yeah. of watching Nigerian film. And then we came watching NCA lots, you know, with we were watching Checkmates the last time. I remember Checkmates very well. 
And then I remember the first time I watched Living in Bondage. And honestly, I tell people all the time that I cannot remember watching Living in Bondage as mm. an evil film. I've been exposed to reading subtitles for as early as I can imagine since yeah. I was like really too. I also used to watch Indian films at home. And all the Indian films we watched were subtitled, so at some point you have to read uh, even if you're imagining what's happening. Mm. And living in Bondage stuck with me so much that I tell people of them, I, the part I remember in living in Bondage was this guy running mad and under the bridge and beating things. I keep that image just stuck for a very long time. So yeah. I think I'll see my parents. My dad watched a lot of, I don't even know, when we were younger. I think it was a form of distraction. It was a really lot. Mm. So you just buy, buy Nigeria, a lot of TVs. American movies, but I really liked the Nigerian part of watching Nigerian movies there. Okay. So I'll say my dad. Nice. Alright, so um looking back like apart from Living in Bondage, what other films kind of like stick? Oh, oh my god, a lot. Uh when I was I remember watching Erosion. You may not okay, you know you're right, but you may not know that. But I people who know Erosion, this Olaya Igwe guy. Mm. It was a movie, it was so sad. It was a movie about uh, two kids, their dad ran into died. I keep, again, all of these movies stuck. I remember watching Daybreak. Mm-hmm. That was Omotola um, um, and Inikaiki. Now I'm, I'm having the image from watching in our old house. I remember watching Witches. Uh, after school hours, mm. Costas, Costas said so, Francis Day, died, died Richard. Oh my god, I used to go and rent films. Yeah. My aunties would give me money, five naira. I knew when it was five naira. I knew when it became eight naira. I, the math was ridiculous. You drop five naira and then you drop three covers on top of it. Because yeah. then it was 11, couple, 11 naira. Again, the math never makes sense because we're spending a lot of covers, so they are going to demand the extra cover on top of it for you. Um, there was a time Nigeria, Nigeria we were doing a lot of all these uh, rituals. I remember watching rituals. My earliest memory of rituals was we watched it, then we had to go to the hospital. My mom was working night shift. Yeah. <laughs> and I watched rituals just from home, and we had to go with her. And my mom, my mom was working in blood, blood bank. <laughs> it, was, it was the worst night for me because she kept us in the, in the room in the put us my brothers and I on so I mean, yeah. and we just started having like images and talking about you know blood the, it was again blood money then which one again did I remember around that same period everyone just do like a lot of ritual movies mm. there was rituals I think that's it I remember end of the weekend I watched end of the weekend end of the I was much older by then I'm, I'm talking about the ones that were like 96, 96 when I was not. So, but these are like early memories. Then, after school hours, this one, because when I was in primary school, we watched it. And I mean, we, everybody in my class, then we would come back to school. And that was a period where nobody wants you to touch. If anything falls to the ground, you're not going to pick it. And it's amazing how all of these movies are part of shaping us as humans, mm. right? We, we see a lot of things. And then, at the same time, we just came out. But, uh, and they all, almost all had catchy soundtracks. There was Domitila. Domitila, because Domitila was an advert in another movie that we watched. I can't remember if it was Richard. And then we had to now watch Domitila. 
mm. was Domitila, again, you became cautionary too. Watching Domitila now as an adult, I see how the messaging in Domitila is powerful, right? Yeah. The messaging is not about don't be a prostitute, actually, if you watch it, it is about the risk that prostitutes face, you know, for, for the fact that that is their job. Yeah. You're watching it now, you're like, and that was it. But when I was younger, it was the cautionary tale because everybody remember that scene where Ketensha's character got decapitated. Like, that's what everybody talks about. Like, mm. oh, they went out. Oh, yeah, don't do this. And so it was a cautionary tale. And I really see that because um, Nigerian movies are very didactic. Like, mm. they're trying to teach a lesson, which is not bad. But I really wish that it would be subtler, mm. you know, not right in your face. But those are like my earliest memory, and I really like them. I cherish them because, like I said, if I want to remember anything, I try to trans, you know, where I was at the time. And at that point, my mom had to stop my aunts from writing any movies that were scary because yeah. there was a part. There was another movie. I'm going to try to remember the title. I can't remember the title. Two. There was one with RND. He had leukemia. His mom went to go and beg for him at a river, and then. At a certain age, he was supposed to go back to the river goddess or something. Yeah. But it came as leukemia. And then I remember that one because there was a gift inside a gift, inside a gift, and there was a mermaid. Hmm. I can't remember that's where he stopped to. That's like around 97. Yeah. 97. And then the last one was the road the camera back from home. I can't remember the title. Some guy left the village. I mean, some guys went to the, the shrine. Destroyed everything. So the spirits in that shrine started haunting them and killing them one after the other. Yeah. And it was a very image one where the spirits killed a doctor in a mortuary. Yeah. The doctor felt there was blood and then the spirits entered into the blood and went back into the man. That scene was so scary that I ran to my parents from the rest of the mm-hmm. <laughs> And then I moved them apart and I was screaming. And that was for my mom. My mom said, okay, that is the practical guys. No more. This kind of movies, I don't want to watch it. You will not sleep. You get to go watch this thing. Yeah. And nobody wants to sleep. So, it's phases like that. It's amazing how I can attach a memory, a time in my life, to the Nigerian film. And I think that's why it's very personal for me. Okay. Um, you know, you, you regularly attend the Nollywood um, Film Club. Yes, yes, by yes. By yes, yes. And, um, I mean, like, when you analyze films, like it's very detailed. Um, where did you, you know, kind of learn to? Yeah. Honestly, I'll tell. I'll say to look that um, if you're the sort of person who engages art, okay, I don't want to make a broad statement. I would have said, you know, from watching a lot of movies, consuming entertainment, different type of entertainment, you tend to see things and notice patterns. I also read a lot of books, yeah. so I have watched tons of movies. And I'm not exaggerating about tons of movies. My dad used to tell people my younger that my children <laughs> watch movies and people think it's a bit like, ah, but you know, they've not seen this one. And like, and we say, yeah, we've seen it. Mm. We consume a lot of art. So by the time I was getting to, and also when I was in primary school to secondary school, I read a lot of books. So a large extent, and literature was my best subject, even though I did not do this in SS3, but in SS3, I read literature books for my friends mm. and summarized it, give them the themes. So here is the thing like when you already know story structure, yeah. it tends to you tend to see it in other things, mm. in every other form of storytelling, not just in books. 
So by the time I got to uni, you got exposed to Googling what's easier for me. So I watch a movie, I Google it. And before then there used to be box sets. You buy original box sets back then when Hollywood was still Hollywood before streaming. Yeah. You have access to BTS, how things were really deleted since. I would consume an entire box set, and I'm not joking, like the entire thing. When I finish watching the movies, I'm going to watch the deleted scene, I'm going to watch the BTS, mm. and then I'll go ahead and Google. One that I did, that I remember doing this for a notebook when I was in Aurelia, it came out. When notebook came out, after consuming the entire box set, yeah. I went to read everything that Nicholas Park had written. Like, I, I read everything he wrote. He wrote the work to remember. Mm. And I think they produced the work to remember before they did Dino's book. And there was another one, Letter in, letter in the Glass. Letter in the Bottle. Mm. There was another one that was also sad. Nicholas Park is a sad man, but anyway, the point is, he writes, you know, small town romance, but they usually sad at the end of the day. And then I read everything he's written. And after a while, I started noticing similar patterns in. Writers, authors that I read, Daniel Steele, uh, Jackie Collins, uh, even the thriller guys, um, um, what's his name? This guy that did it, that wrote a time to kill, and then the other guy that to kill his father. And um, these things are, oh my god. The guy that wrote Ken and Evil. Oh, sorry, Jerry. Okay, anyways, anyways, the thriller guy is James Patterson. Yeah. Yes, and then this other guy, I remember. So the point is, I started reading them, and mm. then I started realizing that everybody has a pattern to the way they write. Yeah. And then I started looking at that, like in films, I started also noticing the same patterns in filmmakers. These are the kind of films, these are the language. So if I'm watching Spielberg's movie, this is what I'm supposed to expect. And before I knew what was going on, I was the way I was extrapolating for books and authors, I was doing that also for movies, yeah. for filmmakers. I had access to Google, so I was Googling a lot. Oh, how did they do this? How did they write this? Mm. How did they come about that? Another one that's very interesting for me is um, this guy and uh, what's his name? The blue guy that did Terminator. Oh my god, my James Carroll. Shit, yes, James Carroll. By the time I was in final year, but I came out. Was the best thing that's at that time. And I went to watch it at the cinemas then. It was Superbad Galleria. And I remembered going back and reading so much about James Cameron. And then I started seeing the pattern in when he started, when he started with Terminator 1 and how he improved in Terminator 2. Yeah. At first, I'll tell you, it was, it was lack of funds. But it was not just funds that helped Terminator 2. The biggest criticism of Terminator 1 was that he hardly even had scripts. Mm. You can see there is this structure is there, right? Everything, how the story should be told. Is that thriller yeah. is there? We know the motivation of each of our characters and how it ended. But it would have been a more robust movie if you know there were more moving parts, mm. apart from the just the visuals. Because he was like, Oh, I would have given you a better looking Terminator if I had enough money. Yeah. So you know what happened with Terminator 2? They gave him more money. And then he went back and took feedback for the lack of <laughs> lack of scripts. And then Terminator is still the best time. Terminator 2 is still the best time yeah. till, till, till tomorrow. So watching all of these things, reading so many things, I started putting so and together, watching yeah. Nigerian films, 
seeing the Nigerian identity in film, I see the way we write the uh, you know, to a certain extent. At that time, I could, I could, I would know who did what. So it's mm. a way where people says, oh, if it's Amakegui, I'm watching it. You know the way she's going to talk about social issues, issues with her films, right? Amakegui does that a lot, and she she also doesn't write linear stories, right? They're complicated enough. Mm. There's, I mean, take the original Ratusnik for example. It's well known. Our anti-hero is actually anti-hero. He's not exactly the most likable person. Mm. You understand his motives, but at the same time, you cannot justify some of the things that he's doing. But because his character is very multi-dimensional, mm. it's very easy to. So one minute you're like him, next you're like, oh my god, Ahana. So you know he's. His heart is in the right place, but he's a very flawed person. Mm. Anna is a very flawed person. That particular character was shitty to his friend's sister. He liked that when he wanted to marry Jesus girl. Mm. His motivations were different. And so when you watch, and Amaka she also did Violated. Similar story with Violated. His romance, but it was not just containment, it was not just romance in the mid killed end in romance. It was about somebody who is dating a rich guy i mean sort of a very rich woman yeah. and she has a life outside you start seeing a bit of amakaibu and everything her heroes are very self-sufficient you know it's not as if they they will get their night in shamiyamo but the essence is not that night in shamiyamo right at some point you have to fight for yourself like you just can't be at this and waiting for someone to fix things mm. so she has earrings like that she did that with checkmate you are hearing checkmate was like that you know, she, they are strong they are flawed too they are human they're very flawed so she doesn't go one story in of course the thing is that some of these stories just keep going and that's why they have part one part two part three but mm. that time that's how to make money yeah you want to make a lot of money draw out the story for as long as it because it keeps people waiting so you don't validate when everybody's waiting for her too. Mm. But did you stay when everybody's waiting for her to stay too? That's how to make money in you know, VHS time. Yeah. But I mean, things have changed because you can watch time and you can see, okay, this is how this story could have gone further. I could have cut out the scenes. Mm. But at the same time, there are filler scenes enough to just get people going. Yeah. Excuse me. So at the end of the day, for me, watching a lot of films increased my curiosity and then i started reading about films reading about stories plots and then i think it just comes together like that mm. and again so when you're engaging films i personally believe that it's better for you to keep yourself abreast of things and it helps you consume a lot of entertainment i mean if it's just it was that i was watching only nigerian movies yeah. of course my my the way that i view things should be limited Right. There were some there are some things that people say, oh boy, it's not that bad. Right? Mm. Which is probably actually not that bad. But if it could be better, why is it not better? Right? It's it is not bad, it's the very form is the best. Yeah. It, if it can be better, why are you not trying it? Because at the end of the day, you want your stories to travel. Yeah. You don't want I mean, we're not just local champions, you're not waiting to you know, Nollywood, Nigerians mean me, I'm the king of my hood. Yeah. But can't you be king of your hood outside that so like so when there are reference points, you're the one people and you look at people look at seminars have died dead for like how many years, it's not seminar and people keep Oh, it's so good. 
from things he didn't meant to be right? Mm. Yeah, so I think, I don't know about it for a lot of people, I know that money is paramount and I hope everybody gets that money. I mean, why do we work, right? Yeah. If there is no enough incentive. But at the same time, for people who engage in whose primary work is arts, you owe it not just to yourself, it's not just to money. And that's why sometimes when I see filmmakers just hammering about money, filmmakers that I will not mention. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, at least I'm making money. It's like, I didn't try to exclusive. You see James Cameron planning to make another film in Watson in another 10 years. He's planning and people are going to drop money for him to do yeah. that. Right? It takes his time. And that's because, I mean, no matter how much, you know, he gets a lot of flack, especially for his writing. People tell you about how he's, it was, uh, what's it called? Pocahontas, right? Yeah. But, <laughs> but the point is, he made it a point to make Pocahontas that is visually appealing, mm. right? He's transposing it into this world. And he's not just doing world building by mouth. He's building it, you're seeing it. So he's giving you an experience. Yeah. So you're going to the cinema, so it's not it's not making avatar for people who want to stream into their living room. It's doing it for people who want to go and watch it in you know, 3D, IMAX, you know, a different experience. Yeah. So as much as he's providing entertainment, he's a very high level work of art mm. at the end of the day. And so he's done of filmmaking. Yeah. Even even if it's if it's going to be a one one room affair. But put in that work, look at look at Supos, look at Will. Depending on what you look at parasites. Mm. However you're going to present this thing that you want the rest of the world to know. Because whether we like it or not, our politics see through our arts. Yeah. Right? People say it all the time, well, it's impossible to be political when you when you write script. It's in like every single film. I tell people that like, films are politics. And if they're not politics, they're romance. Mm. Whichever way. There it's either politics or it's romance. Films are like that. So even when you say, oh but I'm not political, but that's not true. Even for people who are like, oh yeah, these films are too woke or whatever they want but I'm not. Every single time somebody's trying to pass something that for us. Yeah. So whatever it is that you want your audience to take away, make sure that the are getting their money's worth yeah. from it. I'm not going to the cinemas this year. I don't know if it of course I I said the money is plenty. I cannot justify it. Honestly the money is a lot. Mm. I can't justify it. I hate the fact that I have to pay a lot of money. Because I even Hollywood said I'm not worth Last year I went to the cinemas eight times. Five Hollywood and three Hollywood. Or nine times five but depending, I can't remember. But I know that it was not half half every day because I took stock again. But before then, I used to be a regular. I would go to the cinema and just sit. When I was seven, I can't forget my service here, it was me and Silver Galeria. I could just be the only one in there watching. On a Wednesday, I could leave work yeah. and go watch a movie. Then, coppers were paying it on the dark. We have a ID card, you pay it on the dark. 800 naira. Do you know what I'm? Watch every single day and go home, and I'm fine. Yeah. That was that was actually a moment for me. 2010 was a moment for me. So, but, but the, the, at the end of the day, is that now I cannot justify because I, I like watching films by myself. Yeah. 
Well, the only time I've ever tried to go to the cinema is to send my son to the cinema. I have to be with him because I wasn't really watching. I'm mm. tired of it. But if you, you cannot justify paying 12,000 naira for three people to watch. Yeah. 12,000 naira is ridiculous. <laughs> and I'm talking about it as if I shouldn't have. It has a lot of loose change. Yeah. You get. So if you want people to get up and go to the cinema, you best be putting your best foot forward. And the best thing to put your best forward is to have enough film knowledge. Mm. Do something good enough is not good enough actually. Yeah. Your good enough is not your best. If you can put in the why not do it? Mm-hmm. Alright, so um I guess like with Nigerian cinema, mm-hmm. there was a that period where like there are not many cinemas. Um at the turn of the new century, yeah. you know, um, Nigerian, some Nigerian films started making it to the cinema yeah. and we have been on a hell of a ride from that point that till is. now. Um, for you, how do you see that journey, that transition from those years to now? Again, for me, I think I'm going to have a different opinion from a lot of people. Again, I used to be a proponent of, yeah, you've done well. But I think, I mean, honestly, a lot of people expect hand holding, but I've passed that stage. Mm. I'm not holding anyone's hands because you've had a long time. I remember that, I, I can't remember when I was saying this, and I was like, Yeah, I remember watching Kunia for Lions um, figure in Stuttgart and I had seen this. I'm like, Oh, that's a long time. Then I remembered that all of us have different memories. Mm. So, somebody who was probably nine years old then. It's a long time for the person, or maybe a ten years old, whatever. It's a long time. Yeah. I've I've been watching Nigerian films for a very long time, right? Yeah. So for me, I probably will not have the same. I don't know reaction. Yeah. For the dark time, again, like I said. What is your What is your favorite? For for I will tell you why is my favorite. When I stopped when we stopped going to the cinemas. I remember also watching um, Tune Kelani's um, Shawarele mm. at Adebe Mini Cultural Center. It was so popular. Like, and here is the thing when you finish watching it, people are outside waiting to buy the agents for the city. Mm. That was what it was. You've watched it, you entertain, but you're buying it, take away home because you want to go watch it like 700 times. Yeah. Very difficult to watch a movie like 10 times because that's why I think I was going to go We'll just keep asking. So, back up, what's the meaning? Yeah, let's watch what we watch. 10 all that time is let's watch for the next time, right? And then, after a while, that dwindled. A lot of people stopped even taking their things to the cinema. They really became just people who wanted to go watch theater films. Yeah. And then we had, I was already in secondary school by then. I didn't mind. I really liked all this period. Um, keeping faith. Oh my god, it was like organic green. There were films, there were Oracle. Oh my god, almost all I had in Rome when I was in secondary school. We used to watch it back to back to back. She had Market Seller. She had this one with Aaron Dewey, who was a soldier. Yeah. There was one along with Rita to Dominic, which was similar to Blood Sisters, but she was mean to Rita Dominic. She was a sister. She was actually awful. Yeah. There was Blood Sisters. There was lots of movies that time. There was a Wind of Glory for Genevieve. Again, good times. I remember watching MME songs, um, Promise Me Forever. That one is not mad. Anyways, for a teenage girl, that was something good. 
And then I entered uni. Yeah. And it was the worst of times. It was the worst of time for me because movies like uh, I do watch a lot of tone, so DK's movie will be okay. I tell people all the time. They came at the dark time. Mm. And unfortunately for them, I was at this point, I was done. And Nigerian films for me now had competition. The competition where you know, we're already showing Gardner's daughter that is going to left secondary school. Yeah. There was already competition for story. So there was a lot of detailing novellas, which was similar to the way that we tell stories. We didn't have a lot of time to on TV again. It was just super story. Mm. That was our main telenovela. I, I don't know if they were still running everyday people by that time. I can't remember. But the major was. And then Teen Soul started. started. Again, it's not enough to hold my attention. Twins first started at the same time. Yeah. So I remember when I was in uni, I'd go upstairs. I would watch. After the show, 24 on silver bed mm. they were going to show Cardinal's daughter it was um, okay it was Paloma and Diego that were actually on the second school anyways the point is yeah. I had all that I was watching then that would that made me leave my hostel go watch it at the referee where was watching it and back you remember Chelsea introducing me to Lost no 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 Lost Prison Break mm. Prison Break also came out at the same time, the same time that Heroes was showing. I was watching Heroes, guys. I was watching Prison Break. I didn't have time. Yeah. Like my time, so it was class, hostel, food, new episode of Heroes, new episode of Prison Break. And then they were showing Beyonce and Rihanna. The fuck? I'm watching them like, are you, are you kidding me? The one that brought the camels back. Yeah. I watched two movies. Okay, okay, you watch the same clothes. In two different movies, I know about number two. I watched the first one. Yeah. And then I watched the second one. It was the same clothes. I said, okay, you know what, guys? I, I think this is where my relationship with you. So all the romanticism that I held, you know, that I had with Nigerian movies, me watching it when I was in secondary school. Yeah. My, our housemaster is scrapping films for us too much. Mm. So he sort of like got caught. And I know all the Nigerian films I watched in secondary school. I like I can I can count I'll tell you all the names in the years that I watched. Yeah. So on a level I watched Letters to a Stranger. That was the only good one that I watched in a long time. It was so good. It was so good that was at one year. I ran out again, teenage girl, it was romance. Ran out and ran back. And I my roommates. I said, You need to hear this line. Yemi Black was a new face. They, they unveiled him perfectly. I was on the phone with these things, but for the first was so sweet, and then we saw the face, like, can you scream? But point is, I remember watching that. I remember watching only a couple of Yoruba films. The Yoruba films were in their bag, in that moment. The Yoruba films were in their bag. I was watching them. Funky Akinido was in a ton of them. And then she did. <coughs> I think when I was in. I and I watched that. And then MM Song came back with Reloaded. I watched that. Mm. She had Girls Cult. I watched that. There was one other one Girls in the Hood. Or Boys in the Hood. I watched that. There was one other one She had a bunch. After I read it, there was one with Majid. There, there was one with Inse. I think that was the first time I saw Inse. Mm. Also, MM Song had that. Again, MM Song has been you know, introduced you new faces. And then I started watching them. 
and then shell free pong from Ghana had that one where she did part two on Netflix. I can't remember the movie, but it was also nice. It was three uh, three women, Jackie Akira and Kabo and this big doctors. That's the reason I can't remember. Yeah. But anyways, I remember all the different things I watched in because they were not the books. And there was competition. Mm. Uni, I was watching a lot of TV series. Oh my god, there was everything. There was OC, there was One Tree Hill, there was Gossip Girl. There was no time for Nigerian film for me because at this point they had fallen below the top They were down. Yeah. If, if the story was not good, I was not watching it. If people had not talked about it, they would like to still. For my ears to fall off, I wasn't watching it. Mm. If they don't, oh my god, it's so good, oh my god, it's so good. I'm not watching it. If it's just one of the, yeah, you should see this Beyonce, the title it was good. Frank Rajaris or whatever his name is called. I, I thought it was it was a pandemic man. You will watch a film, it will have Indian names. Raj. What the why you Raj? It was ridiculous. They were remaking Indian films. Yeah. I was not watching. Because I've seen these Indian films before. I was also watching better uh, Indian films too. I mean, like I said, it was like competition yeah. for non even for me. And that's why I said that time my favorite thing. I wasn't watching anything. I'm, I'm not sure I've seen a lot of films that Drew was in or Ubi Okoye, all the people who had their own bitch, I don't know. And people said, oh, but you like old money, but I'm like, yeah, maybe what? 2005 down. Yeah. And even from like, oh, I can't tell what the ones that I watched. Even when I gave them, I was watching them. Then I left uni. I don't think I was So this was probably like, would you say the second wave of Nollywood? It's not the second wave, where we had the Ghanaian influence. Hmm. Canon actors. I mean, my dream was fine, so I would watch him in everything. <laughs> Nadia Brian is my girl. She had the same acting capability as this mic here. I was going to watch her, she's fine. Yeah. But it wasn't enough to put me in the room mm-hmm. and root for Nollywood. I was also of the note that now this is trash, I am watching. Because again, like I said, there's competition story wise, quality, picture quality wise, and all of that. Then final year. The final year, Kule Afolaya did Irapada, the Jeruba. And I loved the Hanguin, but it was his season. Kule does that a lot. Mm. was a story about a guy who the mom dreams that he, um, death was ruining him all across the river and she kept begging him to come back. And she went pretty, whatever, maybe so far away. And they said, oh yeah, this guy, your know, father means redemption, like he needs to be redeemed. Yeah. And she went, she was living in the middle of Kaduna, came to Abuja, he was working in Abuja, came to tell, tell him that you need your redemption, like Baba said, and I was like, I don't know about that life. His mom died. Yeah. Again, nice story there, and there's that one found that, oh, he needs to find his actual dad, his real dad. His mom is not his mom, and that's when he found out his mom. He's dead now, he was not actually his mom. Yeah. Is that his own is that? So now he had to go on a journey to go find him. So again, like I said, the synopsis is nice. That's the first time I watched it. So I'm, I was interested in watching it again because, like I said, when I was growing up, I watched these dance movies. And, and it was in Tudia. It was in Tudia. Uh, Tudia Kadani's shower reading. He acted in that. So it was nice to see. So by 2009, when he now had really neat figure, I went to go and watch it. Because he had seen something he has made before, yeah. and I thought it was good. So, again, 
for me, figuring like 30 days was like introduction to the syllabus. Mm. It was a, like a reintroduction. I mean, Silver Bird was like the only like cinema cinema thing we really had. Yeah. If there was a film at that time. So, and I think that was when I started saying, okay, maybe I should be listening. Maybe Nollywood mm. has something that I want to say. But I didn't really listen until I watched Dimitin. Dimitin was it for me. Dimitin, I, I, have, I have to record this because the first one, I tried to burn it. I don't know how many record it. You couldn't burn it on your laptop. Yeah. So I kept buying because my friends keep, kept collecting. Yeah. Can I have it to take one and I go back and go? Can I have it then and go ahead and buy the third one? I liked watching Dimitin. I liked it so much. The story for me was as simple as he passed the message he needed to pass. It's drama, it's funny, it's not comedy. And then it's not full romance because personally, I, I think the romance is more like secondary to the entire story that was told. Yeah. And it was also very, I would like to say, slice of life yeah. because we're really just watching um, Femi's character try to meet one person and then just saw the journey that happened throughout that time. That was the first time I watched something, checked who directed it, checked who wrote it. Which, this was what I used to do with Hollywood movies. And I started doing it because I checked, immediately I checked, I saw Tudor Bola, I was in the Tudor Bola past them. And then I watched, I think, Last Flight to Abuja, around the same time. Yeah. I didn't mind it. So I'm like, ah, okay, maybe I should really be listening. And, I, and, and this was when I thought, Hollywood is getting better. I started paying attention. Mm. By 2012, I had paid for a local TV. I took what time I've had a local TV subs in my I can't remember when. But I was, I, I sought. I remember all the films I bought around as well. Finding Messi, Desperate House Girls. They were nice. You know, they were reminiscent for me. They were reminiscent of um, old Hollywood, the ones I watched before. The meeting was a reminiscent of old Hollywood. It was, it had old Hollywood markers yeah. in the dialogue and all of that. But I thought the structure was new. And I don't think old Hollywood used to do slice of life. If they didn't, maybe I didn't know. But it wasn't enough, like it's not dramatic enough, let me put it that way. Because we really like dramatic uh, movies and then melodrama and you know, joining a little bit of emotional or whatever in that. Yeah. So I thought it was good. And then, but these other ones that were in Ryoko, in Ryoko TV, they were very ambitious of what we used to do. I liked it, I saw it. Ryoko was very expensive that time, I think 3K for a month or something ridiculous. But I was paying for it for my salary. I didn't mind. So I I went back. I was not family one leg in Nollywood, right? Watching all the new guys, checking for what is happening, what's popping. Mm. I watched 50 at the cinemas. <laughs> Any Nollywood that was in cinemas then I was going to go and watch. Yeah. But for me I, I'd say that from the thing I fly away was the other big way was fifty. <clears throat> at the cinemas. And I think 50 was like at the cost of something because after 50 was, it was actually wedding party, yeah. which marked. If historians ever talk about it, wedding party is going to mark something in the Nigerian cinemas. And personally, for me also, I thought it was the beginning of the end. What was <laughs> I No, nah, at this point, I don't know. So I would say that, well, if Kulia Falayan was second wave 
cinemas. Let's say first wave cinemas died. Like the it is again governments, government involvements and yeah. that all those Lebanese Indians that owned cinemas and it's just sort of like crippled the economy. Yeah. Bad government, bad big bad anyways, that was like the first week. And personally I felt that if that had been sustained to a certain extent, um film industry would have really gone loose and bound. Yeah. Because the industry had a way of self regulating itself as a Although the web gatekeepers too, we had people like Ola, Balogun and Hubert who would not let anybody that did not shoot on film show them what that cinemas. You had to shoot on film. And that's what lots of guys went to do, you know, home, home, whatever. Yeah. Like, fine, I could just use TV camera and shoot something and pick it. Yeah. And people watch it, right? As much as that's marked, Revolution in Hollywood, in Hollywood. Personally, for me, I felt like that was also another beginning of the end because it also opened door. Like, so it's certainly that they self-regulated until marketers became king, yeah. and then everything was going downhill because it became quantity. It was film making. It was money making. Whatever. I, I was also a bit of a snob because I wasn't watching a lot of the um, what's the name. I watched Akin Akwa when I was in Amber School. I did watch that Then I think I went to Rat or something like that. But I I stopped watching because, again, Slapstick is not exactly my thing. I, would, I, wouldn't, I like comedy a lot. I think that's one of my favorite genres. Yeah. I would watch it. I wouldn't watch Slapstick. I, I, I don't think events just to make me laugh. Ha, 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 ha. Same reason I was in Amber School, I think, for a long time. Yeah. I, would, I would be out to do Next second, I wouldn't say that's what it was happening. So, from that moment, so we say like last time, 30 days, whatever time was second birth of the cinemas, and then 50 showing at the cinemas, yeah. 50 sort of made a lot of money, and then wedding party was where it was at. It was awesome. Wedding party was good. If you were looking at one of the best films we've done in a while, from that time, let's say 20, wedding party was 2016, right? Yes, about the twenty sixteen December. So it was so good because it followed the simple. It followed the simple formula, which is very Hollywood formula, but it was transposed in Nigerian reality. Yeah. Right. So every other thing that we adding in there were relatable. The rich, that the newer rich, the old money. The snobbish mother, the barbarian, the dad that did not have money but wanted to impress his invoice. It was yeah. everything in there. Even to the extent where people were like, oh, but it's not reali- realistic that she ran to the beaches. Lagos, no, that's not for you. If I didn't know Lagos, I wouldn't know that bit. Oh, she's at her favorite place. It's very Hollywood cliche. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But for this, it worked because we're, you know, you're transposing in a very Nigerian manner. So, Everybody took him. But that was the problem. Because every other person in figured, they don't only want to see comedy at the cinemas. Yeah. Let's go to that. You did something worked. Like if somebody had done something similar to King of Boys the next day, it would have all have also made money. Mm. But because we are very we have this herd mentality and then we also have filmmakers come onto the timelines where to tell us that that is what the Nigerian audience wants. Again, that is why audience education is is a filmmaker's 
responsibility, filmmaker and critic's responsibility. If you want your audience to take something, yeah. you need to give them, you can't make assumptions. We watch our growing up, just like what I said, they were making ritual movies at some point. Excuse me, they were making, Elena probably was making all those ridiculous Christian movies. This guy that didn't live in the bondage, so was making it. He had better structure. I can't remember what's the name of him. What's the name? Kenneth. Nebula or something. Mm-hmm. It was one that he did a lot. Glamour Girl, Living in Bondage, um, End Times. He had a bond. He had a good, good run. Like, if you watch his films, you look at the structure. You know, this person knows how to say that, right? And then you have somebody like Andy Amilici that was doing a lot of all those epic. Yeah. Egg of life, whatever. Um, you know, that was one where they went to the forest. Similar, similar to him, like the, the men's version. Some did keep forgetting the title. Anyways, you have people who had, you know, ways that they shoot things. Not somebody like Tony Kelani, and I tell people all the time if Tony Kelani made the film, the film is made Made it in this comedy skin era, he wouldn't make it die. Because I keep thinking about all the films he made when I was younger. A bunch of them are quite the way he still makes films. Like the way he made Daniela. It's just biopic. He made a biopic. People are like, oh, you should be more interested in the biopic. Mm. I forgot biopics. <laughs> They're never going to be interesting more than what he has done. It's never going to be more than that. Right? He's also the sort of person to make a film about A ending up in B. Right, and you have some Nigerian filmmakers say, Oh, yeah, it's the British way. We all said stories are stories, you can tell anything, you should be able to tell anything, yeah. or you should be able to identify your audience. Also. I mean, so, and this is where audience education comes in. If you have been making similar movies like this for a very long time, Nigerians will be used to it. It's like Bollywood, Bollywood will give you all those ridiculous gestures, people fighting lions. Yeah. It's a matter of Bollywood, you're watching it, you're not confused. You are very sure you're watching Bollywood. Yeah. Right. It's not new. They've been doing that from like the 60s, 50s. Recently, I watched um, Disco Dancer again. I watched Disco Dancer when I was child. I watched it again recently on Prime. And I was laughing because if you watch a 2023 Bollywood movie, you're going to see every single thing in there that was in, in um, Disco Dancer. Yeah. So, this is where me, I feel like, we keep making the same mistakes in Nollywood. We want to be reinventing the wheels. There was a time we had sold everything to the marketers, and the marketers became king, and they became gatekeepers. And then the you know we had different um, what's it called cinemas, and then in came film. Who is a distributor? And also an exhibition, and also a producer. A proper anomaly, yeah. and we let that go. Also. Work like gatekeepers to Netflix. So you we keep reinventing the wheel. And now people are not working at the cinema. Everybody has had that Because everybody is not just after streamers' money. The streamers are the ones with the money. Yeah. People who are the new entrants, they're the ones that make the big books, right? Everybody who's making films for for, for streamers now. They're going to make big books. And before we know what's going on, we're going to abandon the cinemas, they will be abandoned. VCD or DVD, yeah, or the movie abandoned VHS. So it's a vicious cycle because nobody, 
they're not interested in thinking about how to have a long-lasting effect. I don't know. Nobody knows how to fix it. Yeah. I don't know if maybe somebody, somebody, if I sit down and say, let me put my job let me start looking for how to fix this shit. But you don't put me enough for that. But you can see it in Bollywood still makes money from their cinemas. Yeah. Not everything ends up in Netflix, unless Netflix is. Similarly with the K-drama. The Korean movies are very different from K-drama. K-drama is exported. Korean movies are getting exported now, and we see that with the parasites, but Korean movies are solid. The writing, everything, solid. K-drama, similarly, yeah. but they know what people who finish work and just want to sit down, we can watch two episodes, repeat next week, want to watch. Yeah. So it's similar to telenovelas, the way the Mexican are hacked right? Yeah. And the way African magic is doing now with, you know, with almost all of their originals. So I don't know what we're going to do, but it's, we're still on the ticking time. But I remember one time on the timeline last year, I kept mentioning this. People are not going to the cinemas, but a couple of filmmakers are like, yeah, yeah, if you look at the, if you look at the chart, you look at, like, nah, I've seen it. Yeah. Nobody's going to the cinemas. And I remember there was one of the ex, somebody who worked at the cinema that was arguing with me last year, and I said, it is ridiculous that you are not increasing ticket prices by 20, inflation is 22%. Mm. You're not increasing by 22%. You're doing 300% increment. You're insane. Mm. And, they, and if you look at it, it's because they want to be posting the same figures that they were posting pre-COVID. They were not posting good. It was a year after COVID, where all of us were tired of staying inside the house. Yeah. When they released that, everyone just went to the cinemas. They wanted to be, to wanted to replicate that. And the best way to replicate that was to put in more movies at the cinemas, reduce your ticket, and let's see if people come. Rather than do that, they just get arbitrarily put up the yeah yeah six k come on. You think I'm going to go to the cinema and watch something that I am very sure we end up on Prime? Yeah, and it's coming to Prime. Why am I going to watch it? No offense, big love is in the cinemas. I will not be watching it. You know why? Because I am very 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 sure it's coming to Prime. And look who has Prime accounts. I know how much I paid, which is nothing because my husband pays. For Prime, but the point is, he's paid for Showmax, he's paid for Netflix, he's paid for Prime, so that I can have time to work and maybe do something else rather than go to the cinemas. Why would I go and use 6,000 hours to go and watch video when in six months' time I'm watching it on Prime? They'll recuperate their money without me. So that's the problem we have now, and it's something we need to fix. But I don't know if we are not thinking that. Everybody likes money, and even me as I am, like I like money. But you need to be able to look at yourself outside of streaming, yeah. because even the streamers say everybody's running to the drawing board now, trying to repackage themselves as cable. After which, people have jumped cable. Yeah. It, there's some things that are absolutely insane, and it's not just Nollywood now, because why Nollywood's problem is not unique. Art is is uh, That's great. But Hollywood is having problems of stories. Again, two years ago, on my timeline, I remember mentioning laws of diminishing returns. I myself am Mr. C of European Critic. We talk about these things a lot often. And I remember telling him that the problem with going to cinemas, the only time you see cinemas post a lot of money is high concept movies. Mm. 
And the idea of blockbusters we know is that like positive. I mean, we are but we have films in in. We have films that used to make a lot of money. We have, we have films like Pelican Brief. Yeah. That was just about people running around for for a briefcase, right? Nobody's going to watch that now. Nobody's going to watch that. You have Pretty Woman breaking box office like blockbuster man romance. It's probably not going to happen again because at the at the onset onset of at the success of Iron Man is there saying we have a money maker. This is all we are going to be making. And they're like, yeah, yeah, no, what's the problem? And then when you're looking at it ten years down the line, why people are saying that Flash is the best thing they've seen at the cinema, but it's not making money. Mm. Why is it not making money? It's lots of diminishing returns. After a while, your user is going to get tired of the same thing. And it's already happening. It's happening. And I'm going to watch it on Netflix. It's going to come on Netflix. Mm-hmm. It's going to come on Disney or whatever. Yeah. And all of us will be there to watch it. They don't think I'm Batman on Booker Street save. Nigerian cinema in December. So here is the thing, we'll probably still have it. But, but who knows what we are going to do? Because this is what, again, like I said, learning with the they film one, they think they are smart. They are trying to post similar numbers. Post, don't post the numbers, post the admission, admittance. How many people to watch it? You see that proper law of diminishing returns. It's in economics. People now, they are not to change. You and I were in this Nigeria. Mm. Nobody has that, um, what do you call it? Disposable income. I mean, it was already bad, but. Nobody's disposing anything. Yeah. If I'm going to, I know how to say, give somebody to buy tomatoes to do. She called me and said, Auntie, they don't even want big, big baskets. Is that video basket at 28,000? Well, my friend told me that that big basket is 75,000 dollars. So you're telling me that after she has bought 75,000 naira. Or just tomatoes, you never get that, that she never get you never get you this thing, the price is not bad. That she's going to carry her, her big legs and walk all the way to give you more than 12,000 naira to watch you movie first. Why? Why? There is Netflix at home <laughs> because now people are going to be having options. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen in December, but we're still going to have, always have the big money spenders and makers. Again, our big money spenders have been mocked up, let me use the word, by streamers. I mean, I mentioned this thing last year. I said we're going to have a problem. After I saw that old Jadi is going, and I mentioned it, we have a problem. Because Jadi is one of our big money makers at the cinemas. Yeah. She's like, she's got a contract also in a couple of years or whatever. I don't know what her contract is. But, so, you know, carry everybody away from, from, from them. Oh, what's going to happen? Like, let him, let all of us sit down and think this thing. What, what the, what's the vision? Mm. What's the end goal? What's the end game? Right? And I, I don't know. They have to think about it. I, I already think about work. <laughs> and think about my house. And mm. I think about the fact that I want to go to business school. So I have a lot of things in my head. Mm. Probably will not have to add Nollywood students. But again, we need to help point these things out. There are people calling you hater. On the timeline, yeah. and say, so, "Oh, you're just a hater," which it's fine. At least if everybody likes you, there should be one person that does not like you. So if yeah. I, if I, I'm going to take up that course. Yeah. Matters we just do it well, right? 
But I think it's something we need to talk about. We need to think about it. Mm-hmm. Congratulations to everybody involved. You're getting the big dogs, being in jobs, kudos, make that money. Yeah. But think about the future of you. Fimon is making their own film already. Why are they doing it? Because <laughs> they're reading the Ryan writing on the wall. Everybody's reading the Ryan writing on the wall. Mm. I don't know what the end game is, but okay. that's Nigeria for us. We have come to the end of this episode. Remember to rate and review the podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Selegal Film and the podcast at the Niger Film Pod to share your feedback. You can now support the podcast by visiting the website to donate. See you on the next episode. Have a good one.